Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brian Murphy in for Patrick Royce on the ride. Uh, Patrick is uh, on his way to Chicago to chronicle the Twins three-game series at Wrigley Field this weekend. I assume he's there, or he's on his way there, or he may be stuck. He took the train. Uh, so we're going to be checking in with him at 440. You know what's funny? Uh, where about, is Waldo? Sorry of, about that. No. You know what's funny about that is we had both decided that we were going to go to Chicago at separate points. I was going to go earlier this week with the boys weather didn't allow that to happen but it is interesting how you kind of negotiate that battle because Joe and I Suich and I are the only two people that think it's much more convenient to drive to Chicago than it is to fly mm, I'm going to say no on that one well, I'll, I'll explain by the time you find a place to park uh, yeah, at the airport yeah, yeah. you're dealing I, with I, a two-hour wait i get all that. also at your own leisure because if i can i hate i love traveling i hate flying i hate everything about it you just don't like the people the cattle call i don't like thing, being or? at the mercy of other idiots that can't get their stuff I together know. i just don't want to be in a car for seven and a half hours if i can avoid it but i don't mind that and chicago's only you know it's not that bad it's not it's tolerable i sure. mean i'm not saying i i haven't driven it before and i would but if I can afford it, I'm going to get on a plane. I just that's, yeah. just that's just me. But I I hear what you're saying. You know, when you take all, all the ancillary preparations and security and all that, it probably well, it's still only going to be about three hours if you put all that together, right? True. But I mean, then you also have your own vehicle when you're in town. Yeah, which you can pay to park for fifty or sixty <laughs> bucks know. in downtown Chicago. Well, and that's the thing because he asked me where where me and the boys were going to stay, and I said I'm have, having nothing to do with any type of downtown hotel we're staying way out at in the O'Hare burbs. or well, okay no we would stay out in the burbs and find a you know a, a place to do where it's free parking i'm not paying 85 dollars to park my car at a hotel downtown no way are you out of your mind i'm surprised no you didn't drive all the way there and then take the take the l into the city <laughs> <laughs> i've done that before well i had a friend that lived on the main train line in is it orland park is that right? Out toward O'Hare? Yeah. The blue line, I believe, is that, what it is. Okay, that, that must be what it is. And that's then we would take that, which is pretty convenient to take to a ball game. Are you guys uh, checked into the World Cup? Checked out of casual whatnot? Casual. I'm kind of In- casually sort of mildly paying attention Well, there was a it. little bit of a controversial uh, match today, you may have heard. Uh, Belgium versus England. Uh, let me read you the, the lead paragraph in the USA Today account. Dateline Moscow. England lost on purpose at the World Cup on Thursday night, deliberately condemning itself to a one nothing defeat to Belgium and willfully fa- falling to second place in Group G in the process. Trying if anybody knows... Trying do you, to get a, manipulate things to get They a had to manipulate up. things because by, fall, by losing... Well, 
both of the teams had an opportunity if they lost to get a more favorable matchup coming out of group play. But now England faces Colombia in the round of 16 in Moscow and gets an extra day of rest. Winning against Belgium or even finishing ahead of their opponent on countback in case of a tie would have meant a clash with Japan on Monday in Rostovadon, far further from the squad's training base near St. Petersburg. Now, it's not exactly the 1919 Black Sox scandal here where they threw the World Series, but there is a there is a competitive aspect to this where apparently, and nobody's going to admit to this, but they apparently did absolutely nothing in this match except just kick the ball around and maybe not wow. accumulate some yellow cards. Belgium did finally put a goal in, but somebody had to win this match or somebody had to, a draw. Now, what is my question is, what is Bel- Belgium's place in this like are they i i would have to check the check the standings but are they in the mix for being in the in the are they like the the second team in the group or did they end up winning the group or no uh, or are they completely out of it well they're not out of it but they get the tougher matchup now no i mean i mean i mean belgium yeah belgium they're still in it okay yeah it was it, there was nothing at stake necessarily for either team it's except positioning and positioning where, and okay. if, if, if it was up it, basically the match was set up where the loser had a more advantageous place in the next round. Okay. So it was destined for a train wreck of non-competition. Let me ask you a World Cup grand scheme of things. Oh, good question. luck, because I'm, not a, I'm well, not a diehard. You will be able to answer this, though, I okay. think, because you monitor sport for a living. Okay. I think, for me personally, had the U.S. been in this World Cup, which is laughable, again, to think about, I may have casually glanced at it. I mean, and again, I don't rip soccer. It just isn't my cup of tea. Sure. I don't really know the nuances of the sport. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm really paying very little attention to this particular World Cup. And I don't know how much more I would have paid attention if the U.S. was in it. Obviously, I'll watch. It would have been unavoidable. The hype, if they had been right. advancing, would have been unavoidable. But are, yeah. So Fox paid this exorbitant amount of money to carry the World Cup this year. Are they seeing a diminished return on, on their investment? Because the U.S. is, I thought I had read just via Twitter, so I could be wrong that the the ratings are through the roof. See, that's what I was wondering because the diehards are going to watch. The diehards are going to watch, and I don't think it necessarily matters that the U.S. isn't in it. Now, they've lost casual fans, but I don't think it's hurt ratings because two of my best friends are complete diehard soccer nuts. And it's always are they know, loons? No, well they'll they'll watch the United or listen to it right here on this radio station, and they have said, well we're going to watch. You know, a couple of them took days off of work for the opening round of games and whatnot. So I that's what I was curious because my guess is they're still going to do pretty well from a rating standpoint. I think yeah, I think what's helping them is the fact that the two biggest stars in the sport worldwide right now, Ronaldo and Messi, are both. Advancing, they're both they're Portugal and and um, Argentina are both on to the on to the to the round of sixteen. So, and this you get is, the two biggest names in the sport still there, then people are going to watch. And this is nothing new. And I know the World Cup. I'm pretty sure the I, I'm, I'm speculating, but I think I'm right. The World Cup does not schedule itself advantageously in the United States. I mean, it, it's a world event. What I'm saying right. by that is this is the ultimate dead zone right now in American sports, is it not? Sure. Other yep. than Major League Baseball mm-hmm. and off-season speculation with the NBA and the NHL, which, you know, is The obligatory is LeBron talk. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And then free agency will start July 1st, and I get all that. But right now, between now and training camp, it's all baseball all the time. I mean, that's all it is. So 
for the World Cup to be going on now, if the World Cup were going on in April, May, or May and early June during the Stanley Cup and NBA playoffs, I think they you know may have a little bit of a, a of a drop in that. But they are right in the sweet spot now where there's really nothing else going on. Because we have such a thirst for something else. Is something what, is big. What, something big. Something sure. big, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I would think that is we. Uh, Chris Myers, not the Chris Myers from Fox Sports, though. Chris Myers on Twitter says he is tracking Patrick Royce's train. Now, I don't know how he knows exactly which one it is, but I guess there's only a couple running each day. Okay. Yeah. According to Amtrak, Patrick's train is currently stopped just west of Okanamanawanak. O C O N O N M O W O C. O Town. O Town. O Town, Wisconsin, and not currently moving. Oh, God. Spell it for me again. O C O N. O M Akonomawak. 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 Yeah, I remember it sounds like something from making of a murderer. Ante de Kumpo. Uh <laughs> Wisconsin is not currently moving. His train is running about an hour and twenty seven minutes behind schedule. How much do you want to make a bet that he takes a plane home? You guys, you know he's going to fly home. You weren't. He is just west of or just east of Madison. He's still, he's east That's of Madison. Three and a half hours to Chicago from. Akonomawak. Yes. Akonomawak. Oh, sweet Moses. Manitowoc was the making of a murder. Do you think, you don't think he'll get off in Madison and buy a car, do you? Oh, what do you bet? Hey, well, he's Jim got, Paul, he's I need a ride. He's already gone past Madison. So oh, he doesn't, oh, have, he doesn't okay. have a big town, uh, so, maybe okay, till Beloit. You're right, he's you know on what, the though? east side of Madison, you're right. He's Sorry. pretty close to Milwaukee. Only another hour and he's in Milwaukee. Does the train go to Milwaukee and then down to Chicago? I would assume it would go yeah. there and then down Yeah, 94. it's not a direct route, yeah. Right. Oh, oh, my goodness. Whose idea was the train? Was it the uh, No, no, no. It was I all big boys. I really? can't wait to get him on. All right, we got, so well, Royce will be on at about 4.40 talking about his travails, trains, planes, and maybe automobiles. Derek Whitmore will be back after the break to talk about the twins. This is Murphy in for Royce. Uh, Fernando Rodney may be aiming an arrow into his foot right now. He has 15 straight, he's converted 15 straight save opportunities. However, he got two quick outs here in the bottom of the ninth at whatever it's called, Comiskey Park. Guaranteed rate field. Thank you. Uh, Twins clinging to a 1-0 lead, but there are two runners aboard after a bloop single and a hit batsman. The tying run is at second base. And uh, uh, let me tell you, we're going to watch one more pitch before bringing in Derek Wentmore just to see what happens here. We'll keep an eye on this. Oh, he's nibbling. He's nibbling. Uh, Derek, uh, okay, let's say this holds and Rodney does get his 16th straight save and Logan Morrison becomes the hero of the solo home run, I believe, in the 6th or the 7th. Um, is this a pivotal victory <laughs> for the Minnesota Twins? Gosh. I Avoiding mean, the sweep to the lowly Sox. No, I mean, losing two to the White Sox is a bad look at this point in the season. I, this is the point, Brian, where... The Twins really could use a run, and that's stating the obvious. Oh, we've been but, saying that for six weeks. Yeah, exactly right. And and just especially in light of GM Thad Levine's comments to MLB.com over the weekend, I believe it was, this is kind of put-up-or-shut-up time. Like Everyone talks about the trade deadline. It's a month away. you got some time to go on a little hot streak here, maybe catch up with the Indians. But no, you don't. You, you kind of have to have already been going because now you're, what is it, eight and a half? I don't know what it'll be after this half inning here, that's a pretty big margin to overcome. And Levine's point over the weekend, Brian, uh, if you read the column on MLB.com by Mark Feinsand, yeah, it was, the the idea was, yeah, we've got four weeks of the trade deadline, 
But you kind of are who you are. Yeah, we are who we are. And with however many sellers there are, there are a bunch of sellers that knew they were sellers before the season started. So now you're competing in a pretty crowded marketplace. A lot of tanking. And you're talking to contending teams that are looking to add pieces. Well, if you wait till July 31st, maybe they've already added their uh, middle of the order power or their mid-rotation starter. So Levine's point, I think, was just like, maybe there's some incentive to act quickly here at this year's trade deadline. Well, it was kind of refreshing to hear a front office yeah, uh, leader actually speak kind of bluntly like that. And, and Levine's been known to do that. He yeah. doesn't pull any punches. I think that there was a certain amount of trial balloon to that of, mm-hmm. hey, let's see what the team does. How do they react to this if they win nine in a row? They won in spite of us last year exactly when we sold right. off, right? Yeah. Hey, why don't we try to sink a harpoon in their chest and just see what happens? Well... Now, uh, I I think they're a little bit further behind the eight ball this year than they were last year. This is going to be a tough mountain to climb for the Twins. Uh, Now with a wild, uh, both runners moving, double steal. steal, The winning run is now at second. The tying run's on at third. The count is full. (laughs) This is a high wire uh, act. To Mr. Tilson, and he's chopping away. This This is what we've come to expect from Fernando Rodney, isn't it? Yeah. Well, he hasn't had one of these dramatic innings in a while, has he? Yeah, but this is sort of his signature. This, you know. Two runners on, traffic, one run game, and then he's either going to give up the win or strike the next guy out on three pitches, Boy, this, give him no chance. This does smell like walk-off, doesn't it? Oh, my goodness. Another payoff pitch coming up with Palka on deck. Uh, two outs. Oh, forlorn-looking Twins fan in the stands. Are you doing your best Royce impersonation uh, of uh, doing the play-by-play of yeah, game? Yeah, it it, 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 doing play-by-play. Am I even allowed to do this I don't rights? believe so. Okay, hold on. Another foul ball. It's a battle. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll update you on what happens on that. Um, I wanted to uh, ask a little bit. You, you mentioned, okay, let's say the Twins do sell off. There seems to be three obvious guys that are all on one-year deals and maybe on the move. Lance Lynn, you know, Logan Morrison, and Fernando Rodney. Uh, who's the most likely to get moved and why? Well, I, I think I Lance would say Lynn. Kyle Gibson. Kyle Gibson should be on that list. You know who else should be on that list is Brian Dozier, Eduardo oh, Escobar. Yeah, I was thinking the one year, a one year contract guys. Sure. But yes, there, there's no limit to who, who can get yes, moved. Yes, right? uh, sell anything that's not nailed down. I think is the old uh, <laughs> catchphrase. And now I wouldn't advocate that for the Twins, Brian, for for the obvious reason that they felt like they were going to be a playoff contender this year, which means. They got a lot of good players. They they really like where they're at in terms of the talent on their roster. Clearly, this year has not gone the way that they were hoping to that it would go. And so you have this sort of high wire act. You you've got to walk the line between do I bases loaded. <laughs> so what you're saying is uh, they just need some tweaks. No, no, no. As they the wild would do, the right? Wild. They're more than a few tweaks away, and I don't think they'll lie to your face and and say that was the case. But I do think that there's a better team here than what their record would indicate. And if you have Jorge Polanco, if you had Irvin yep, Santana, the list. If but I know there's a lot of ifs, and we could go a half dozen long at least. But in fairness, we have not had a true examination of what this roster could yeah. be. They have not fielded their everyday roster at, at all this season. Right. But you know what we've seen too with this collection is the complete and utter lack of fire against teams 
that they clearly are better than. Case in point, the, the this series, yeah. Texas over the weekend. Well, but how many teams are they clearly better than? I'd push well, you back on that with but that, my, Chris. My point is they, they, they seem to get up for a series against the Red Sox sure. and when Cleveland's in town. And then they just go into the tank against teams that they, on paper, should be better than. Yeah, and that's fair. I, I think if you're the Twins, you've got to figure out, hey, how good are we actually, and how quickly could we turn this around? Because I really think... This could be a quick turnaround. I think you're looking at a competitive team in 2019, even if the ship has sailed on this season. Now, how many of those guys do you sell? If it's the one-year guys that you're talking about, Brian, I think those make a lot of sense. I think if Brian Dozier is not going to be back, maybe you try to figure out. If but you how marketable is he right now? I mean, he's he should be getting hot. He hasn't gotten hot. Fair question. But he's notorious for those second-half surges. And over the past five years, he's been the Twins' best player. Clearly one of the best power-hitting middle infielders in baseball. It's not going great for him so far this season, but as I said, he's had multiple years here where he's really caught fire in the second half. All right, let's go down the laundry list that's been there for a long time. What's the latest on Buxton and when when might he return? Yeah, he's playing in AAA. Uh, The broken toe is allegedly healed, and so he's healthy and on a rehab assignment. I I think that it could get down to a point, Brian, where they have to decide, do we take him on the roster or... Is, do we use an option on him and keep him down to AAA Rochester to keep working on his swing? That's going to be, to me, the bigger issue. Not just the oh, toe health. Oh, Fernando Rodney just walked in the tying run. <laughs> keep going. Not just the toe health for Buxton, but clearly he had some other issues that were plaguing him when he was up here. Couldn't we, hit a fastball. We can blame the toe as much as we want to, but I think the contact problems that Buxton showed, that's going to be a, a continuing problem unless he can get that curb. So you figure out what he can do in AAA Rochester if he fixes his swing. Maybe he comes back and he comes. Maybe as that star player that we saw last year. That's that's going to be question one A for the rest of the season for the Twins. What are we hearing about Miguel Sano roasting down in Fort Myers? It's quiet. He's playing not every day, but in the days that he is playing, uh, you know, he's just facing inferior competition. So I don't look too much at the batting line. I don't really care what he's doing too much, provided he doesn't strike out four times in four plate appearances. I care more about. How is he approaching this challenge that the Twins have given him? How is is he taking his conditioning seriously? All those and we kinds don't of know things. that because nobody's got eyes down there. Nope, nope. I haven't. I actually, I looked up flights for Fort Myers round trip, but, uh, but this time of year should be bit, fairly cheap. You would think so. Why don't you take the train? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amtrak have a yeah. station in Southwest Florida. You'll be there by the trade deadline. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. I am on a train. That's right. All right, Jorge Polanco finally is eligible to return. I think it's Monday in Milwaukee, July 2nd. Is that Monday, the July 2nd? I remember what day of the week, but the Milwaukee series. Yes. You've got it right. Okay, of course, he's been gone 80 games because of his uh, steroid suspension. Uh, is there a chance he might go on the DL because of, his finger, uh, because of his finger and his infection and whatnot, or is he coming back strong from that? Yeah, I think it's more likely that the Twins will activate him. They're going to have to make a decision. Is this a disabled list guy? Uh, they're out of options with Polanco, so they can't go that route mm-hmm. the same they could with Buxton. But I think that the fact that he played DH, even with the finger, and then now I heard he was, so he's going up to AAA Rochester and playing some shortstop, that's a great sign for the Twins. It's going to be an Including abbrevi- a doubleheader, I think, too. Yeah, that's right. It's going to be like an abbreviated spring training for him, so it's really, you got to go. I mean, it's it's not a situation where he's going to have four or five weeks to get used to the speed of play. He's... I mean, this is going to be a lot of pressure for Polanco. He's going to have to prove in the second half of the season that uh, he's a guy worth sticking with, and he's going to have to do it really without the benefit of spring training. So this is... Yeah, he's got some splaining to do, right, on the field. And just image rehabilitation, right? I mean, like Irvin Santana got popped, and 
maybe you forgive him eventually, but it it's definitely something that sticks with you throughout your career. And now Polanco's going to have to put that in his rearview mirror. I, I'm curious to see how he reacts without a spring training. If I was the Twins, I'd want him up in the lineup as soon as I possibly could. Still two outs, two two count to Mencata. It is uh, now one to one here in the bottom of the ninth. Lastly, real quick, will sure. Irvin Santana pitch again, and if so, when? <laughs> oh, fair question. I do wonder. Thank God we're going to extra. I was going to say free, yeah, free baseball. If Murph's going to call the tenth inning, I might have to get out of here for that. What but. will end first, <laughs> Patrick's trip on the train or this ball game? That's a good question. That's a, that's, Sorry, that's, I it's a wash. I think. No, uh, just to answer the Irvin Santana question, I, I assume that he will pitch again this year. Brian, when is an open question? You've pretty much shot any chance that you would have to get anything for him at the trade deadline in the final year of his contract. So now it's more about. What does he give you down the stretch? And I don't know. I'd have to wait and see the fastball velocity come back. I'd have to see the slider for me to really think he's one of the five best starters they have. But boy, that's one of the that's one of those pieces of news that you saw at the beginning of the season and thought this early season, May. What are they talking about? Yeah, this season might not go yeah. as planned for the Minnesota Twins. It just seems like it, spinning their wheels. They've been yeah. spinning their wheels for three months, and They're that was the continue. first. Yeah. And, that was over the winter. That was yeah, that was Polanco. February sixth, I and believe, said, before they even went down to spring training. Yeah, he's going to miss the start of the season, and uh, but apparently he should a lot be back more in that. six weeks. <laughs> okay, well, here we are, four months later. Derek, we'll thanks for stopping in and sure. doing this and and helping us out. And yeah. uh, again, Twins going into the tenth after Rodney after two outs. Uh, yields the tying run, and uh, the drama continues. Uh, this is Murphy in for Royce. We'll be back on fifteen hundred ESPN. Four thirty-three here on Thursday afternoon. John Hyde is in with a sports update. Thank you, Murph. This update sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring with Indeed? You can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com/hire. Uh, the, uh, this is a sports update, but we will inform you about that shooting in Baltimore. Our latest news uh, or in Annapolis, a newspaper there. Five people now are confirmed dead and several wounded, and one person is in custody. Uh, no information uh, of the whys of the shooting, uh, but uh, as that information comes out, of course, we'll let you know. Hey, hug a journalist out there, okay? <clears throat> uh, twins it what? is pretty um, interesting, though, that I don't know if interesting is the right word, that the people that work for the paper continue to cover the story. That's their job, yeah. and you know, wow. I wouldn't expect anything less. Twins White Sox this afternoon. It's 1-1. One to one. They're in the 10th inning right now. The Twins had taken a one nothing lead on a Logan Morrison home run. Jake Odorizzi started. He was pretty good. Six innings, three hits, no runs. But then, in the bottom of the ninth, Fernando Rodney, 35 pitches. He gave up a hit. He walked two. He hit a batsman. Chicago scored a run on a walk. So uh, it's 1-1. One to one. And the uh, top four of the lineup, Grossman, Rosario, my guy Eddie Esco, and the second baseman Brian Dozier combined uh, one for 14 today. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just read Royce's tweet. I was just reading it myself. <laughs> what? Which first, one? go back 50 minutes first. Read the, read the one that he thinks he's responding to me, but he's responding to a different Kenny Olsen. Yes. <clears throat> You're right. As we st- sit still on tracks waiting for freight train traffic to clear, the happy couple moves ever closer to a trial separation. 
I can't wait. We're going to get him in five minutes. This is going to be cathartic oh. for and him. Followed by Kenny. And then this one, 40 seconds ago, me. Sweetie, we've done a fair bit of traveling in our 35 years together. What's the worst trip we've had? Mrs. Royce, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be in the belly of the beast here any minute. <laughs> I, I don't know who I feel worse for right now. Well, definitely Katie, Mrs. Rice. I think we should feel worse for the people. I was just going to say there are sure. other, other yeah. passengers on this Amtrak train. That would be uh... Pat when he's uh, unoccupied or has some free time. He tends to roam like here at the station. Yes. To, you know, tell people the stories that are on his mind. Yes. Oh, those poor folks on that Amtrak. Other uh, major league games going on this afternoon: Seattle and Baltimore, two to two in the eighth. The Cubs pound. The Dodgers 10 to 3 in the seventh, and Colorado and the Giants are also tied at uh, five there in the sixth inning. Uh, the tab for window treatments to Blackout U.S. Bank Stadium for the 2019 NCAA Final Four is a doozy $5.2 million. Today, the Minnesota Sports Facilities Authority, the public board that oversees the building for taxpayers, asked to authorize spending of $4.6 million with the potential of another six hundred grand for final negotiations on what they call the Darkening. Solution. I wonder who got that contract. What a lucrative deal that yeah, would be. What does this mean for the birds? Is this good for the birds? Now oh, they won't fly into the windows? Or? Probably, right? I would think, yeah. Well, how much? Six, five million dollars to save 5. the birds? 5.2. 5.2 to save the birds. <laughs> uh, World Cup action today. Colombia shut out Senegal, one to nothing. Poland, I wish Rick, uh, Rook was here to celebrate, defeated Japan, one to nothing. Belgium. Is won- that an upset? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I would think so. That's not nice to say. Belgium a one to nothing winner over England, and Tunisia beats Panama two to one. Uh, that's up uh, sets up in the round of sixteen. Belgium against Japan and Colombia against England. That is a fraud match today. Yeah, the uh, English one. That one. Yeah, the English Belgium kicked it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, last night at the College World Series, if you missed it, Oregon State came back from the dead to beat Arkansas 5-3, to three, and that sets up game number three. Whoever wins tonight is the College World Series champion, Oregon State and Arkansas. Last night, by the way, Twins drafty Trevor Larnick launched the two-run homer uh, for the Oregon State win. So, so the uh, Twins got that going for them. Yeah. They're going to be great in 2020. Did the, uh, the the kid with the, the checkered pass, did he throw the game I last night? I thought he threw the first game. Oh, he did. did. He? Okay. I believe. He's okay. not coming back on two days rest. No, is he? probably yeah. not. No, I would not think not. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Rowe has signed a two-year, two-way deal with the Wild. Well, he spent most of his time in the minors last season recording 50 points as a member of the Iowa Wild. The 25-year-old winger also played three regular season games with the big team. He also saw some action in a postseason game as the Wilds were eliminated in the first round by the Winnipeg Jets. All right. Thank you, John. You Appreciate bet. it. Uh, when we come back, we're going to check in with one Patrick <laughs> Royce, who is somewhere on the Amtrak in Wisconsin en route to Chicago. Folks, whatever eventually. you're doing, huddle around, call your friends. <laughs> this is going to be must-listen-to radio. All right. We'll be back right after this. The Ride with Royce on 1500 ESPN. All aboard the crazy train. My God. Nicely done, Reavers. Thank you. Uh, Patrick Royce is on his way to Chicago. I think he's on his way to Chicago. He wants to chronicle the Twins and their visit to Wrigley Field this weekend. As soon as they wrap up their series against the White Sox, it's still in the 10th inning over at uh, what used to be Comiskey Park. But Patrick... uh, doesn't sound like Amtrak is necessarily uh, the biggest on-time travel agency right now. What's 
What's going on? We're getting uh, we're, we're in Wauwatosa now, right now, and uh, we uh, we've uh, we're uh, we were supposed to be in Chicago right now, but I think we still got about two hours left. It's uh, it's an interesting thing, and uh, really, uh, first thing I'm going to do when I get back home at my advanced age is go in and have a brain scan to see if uh, something's going on here that I thought up this idea. So, I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> this was your idea, Pat. This was my idea, and uh, in lieu yeah. of driving, yeah, in lieu of driving, and just you know, just let, we've never done this. Let's do it once, honey. <laughs> and how is the missus taking it? Uh, she's uh, she's tolerating me, but she uh, she did, as you saw on Twitter. I yeah. just asked her. I just asked her of our many travels. What would you say was the worst one? I thought she could come up with some trip we had that was a disaster, and she said, "This is it." <laughs> why the delays i think that's just the way they operate they uh it, everything's an estimate at the we left st paul was supposed to leave at eight this morning then it was about 10 and uh now they're coming in from seattle but i think one of the problems is that the freight trains have priority because they own the tracks i think so i, I remember when all the oil trains were coming in from North Dakota and the Amtrak couldn't get anywhere and they were putting people on buses because the, the, the Union Pacific or whoever it is, those Burlington, they own the tracks or they have number one access on the tracks. So we, we just sat for 40 minutes waiting for a freight train to come by. Now, Patrick, you know, I heard you on with the boys earlier today and I loved how you put this in your mind's eye. You were picturing this romantic getaway with you <laughs> yeah, and the bride yeah. and just this this Jerry special Grant moment. Harry Grant and Eva Marie Saint at North Northwest. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, well, not. You know, that's a high bar. And, as yeah, well, but but I mean, I'm I'm not thinking that's going to occur. But that's my view of train travel, right? I, I just and uh, and uh, now I know why people don't travel by train anymore. Patrick, I'm, I'm just rem- I'm just remembering the picture that you tweeted out this morning of you just sort of. <laughs> Looking out the window and just all oh, this peaceful, wonderful America rolling by. Oh, yeah, just and and then uh, actually, as I was actually, I had I had my bride take that and I tried to express the boredom that I felt. <laughs> Looking out the window at, at the, the great nothingness of, uh, of America, you know. So, yeah, I, I have no idea what I was up to here. It's not as it's as if I I have too much extra time in my life. I guess with, uh, you know, I, I don't know what what I was thinking of. But uh, well, well, the hey. purpose of your working trip is to to get to Wrigley Field and maybe chronicle some Twins fans who are going to take in the weekend at the Old Barrel Park. I was curious. When was uh, your fir- a, go ahead? There's a there's a train full of them here. By the way, it's, they they have a, a pretty good attendance on this train, and most of them are Twins fans uh, drinking heavily already. Oh, God love them! I'm sure they are. Uh, yes, I saw some guys uh, from the I think they're from the Cold Spring area, and uh, they had a jug of cinnamon brandy in the oh. middle of all their beers, and I said, "Boy, I'm I'm glad I." I'm glad I quit drinking before anybody introduced cinnamon brandy to the world. It's going to be a little harsh early in the day, yes. especially. Uh, anyway, sorry for uh, rudely interrupting. Oh, no, that's fine. When was your first trip to Wrigley Field? Did you go as a fan, as a wee lad, or, or was it just as a scribe? I actually did go once as a wee lad, but uh, not for a long time. By the way, 
I can tell you how close I am to uh, Chicago right now because we're driving by, we're we're rolling by Miller Park at about three miles. <laughs> so you're in Milwaukee. You're in might Milwaukee. Might as well get out and see if the Brewers are home. <laughs> I, I, don't know, I guess not because there's nobody in the parking lot. But you know what? When I was a little kid, but I can't remember it. But we went to Chicago. And uh, my uh, Al Worthington, the former Twins reliever, I've said this a hundred times, is was with the New York Giants, and he's married. He pitched for my father in Fulda, Minnesota, in 1950, and married my second cousin. So we used to go see him pitch once in a while. And uh, in oh, I don't know, 53 or four, we were at uh, Wrigley Field, but obviously I don't remember it. And beyond that, you know what? Uh, and Murph, this was probably you might have been before your time. When we all really became familiar with it was WGN and oh, yeah. Brickhouse and those games where they had 6,000 people there on, a, on an afternoon, you know, and the Cubs were terrible and, and they weren't cute and they just, they drew no people and they played all the afternoon games. And, uh, but that's when we all became familiar with the place. But from what I can see, just, I haven't been there since they remodeled this place, but it doesn't look like it's going to be familiar at all, does it? Not with a video board and uh, all the seats and the apartment buildings kind of walled off now up there. It's pretty much self and self-contained right now. Well, and I was there last summer, Pat, as you know. And the the really cool part is outside of where that McDonald's used to be across the street. They have basically turned that into a fan palooza center uh, where they've got a mini baseball field and they got the merchandise tent or merchandise tower and everything else. It's it's unrecognizable that part of it. Yeah, it's. Uh... You know, it's uh, it. It looks like it's it's uh, pretty amazing, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. I guess although uh, the old place was, you know, the only thing that they still hold on to the neighborhood is they still make them play Friday afternoons, <laughs> and uh, they're playing as late as they can play. I guess tomorrow because the uh, Dodgers are uh, the Cubs are coming in from L.A. Although they're playing an afternoon game out there too, I think. So. It's a four o'clock start, but, isn't it? It's kind of an odd yeah, start. Right. They don't let them play night games on Friday nights. Uh, that was the one thing the neighborhood uh, held on to. Of course, it, they remember when they first fought and screamed and hollered and got 18 night games. They were allowed to, when they first started playing night games, they were allowed to play 18 of them. Uh, now, I was going to ask, Wrigley or Fenway, which ballpark is America's sweetheart? Uh, I would rather watch a game played... If I'm watching the game, I want to see it on that geometry of Fenway. But as far as the what's around the stadium is terrible, the chairs are terrible. The the underpinnings of Fenway are terrible. Wrigley's a much better maintained stadium. It always has been. But I love the wall, and I love the I love the angle out there and right right you know deepest center field there, and I I love the short little bullpen there, fence where a guy can go up above it. I, I love the geometry of Fenway Park, but Wrigley is a much better stadium and always has been, I think. So when you're working, are you going to be doing press box or are you going to be out in the bleachers a little bit among the, the proletariat? Uh, I'll, go out and, uh, I'll go out and talk to the folks, I hope. Yeah, hey, I buddy, how'd you get real. here? By train? I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, no, I don't want anybody to, I don't want to talk to anybody as stupid as I am. <laughs> <laughs> Now, when you uh, when you get to when you finally get there, Pat, the percent chance that either you 
or Mrs. Royce will be taking the return train back to Minneapolis? Uh, there's a uh, 50% chance I will and a 0% chance. <laughs> there is no chance. Did you buy one-way tickets or round trip? I got round trip, so, uh, you know, I, but that's... That's, You're going to eat it. <laughs> sometime, yes. And, and it won't even be a discussion. <laughs> All right, Pat, good her, luck. Her restraint, her restraint is admirable, let me say that, right now. Well, but, uh, good luck passing we're, through we're Milwaukee. stopped in Milwaukee right now. <laughs> Still stopped. Yeah. yeah. In fact, if I saw a rent-a-car place, we'd jump out right now. We just and, said, uh, we were mentioning that earlier, that oh. how, how tempting would that be, just to go out and get a car? <laughs> Oh, uh, yes, yes, it would. It hijack one, maybe. <laughs> well, at least thanks for squeezing a little bit of time with us on your show, hey, talking about I your journey. Have, I only have another three hours to, with nothing to do. So, all right, see ya. All right, see ya, Pat. Patrick Royce from St. Paul oh, to Chicago God. via hell. <laughs> uh, we'll be back with more of the ride. This is Brian Murphy in for Patrick on 1500 ESPN. When I asked him about uh, Shields not stopping, he had just came back with a very, I thought, an insulting, sarcastic line to me. That ended, I went in the dugout, nothing said, I came out, nothing said, which I wasn't going to say anything. And then when Rosario got on third, I just walked up to Rosario and then Jerry ended up there and I just told him, I said, I thought that was a horse thing you said to me last night. And then the conversation started and um, as we started to separate, I said, well, think whatever you want. I still think it was a horse thing you said. He threw me. At that point, I didn't care. Then I said whatever I wanted to say. I was already thrown out. But I didn't swear at him or cuss or anything before, unless horse in today's world is cussing. Wow. So Gene Glenn kind of throwing it out there, uh, putting it on the table for all of us to judge. Is horse bleep profanity and i'm gonna say uh yeah uh, hello <laughs> just because you put horse in front of it doesn't it is, water it down but much like i said you were acting like one not As calling you place, one. you are he, you were he said that was a thing that you did he wasn't calling him horse bleep if that makes sense that's true but if you if you call out an ump at any capacity with profanity, you're you're basically you're, asking. You're to get skating tossed. on thin ice to begin right. with. Yeah, you're right. But I I don't is that has Gene ever been ejected before? Uh, apparently, he had been ejected as a third base coach in 2001 um, when he was brought. Uh, Who is he coaching at the, the Cubs? Time? Right, the Cubs. Yes, yeah. he was working for Mike Quaddy, I think, at the yeah. time, or maybe Don Baylor at the time. Uh, we'll be back with the final hour here of the ride with Royce. This is Murphy in for Patrick on 1500 ESPN.